Right, so we're reading from Acts chapter 28, starting at verse 17. Three days later, he, he being Paul, three days later, he called together the local Jewish leaders. When they had assembled, Paul said to them, my brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me because I was not guilty of any crime deserving death. The Jews objected, so I was compelled to make an appeal to Caesar. I certainly didn't intend to bring any charge against my own people. For this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. They replied, We have not received any letters from Judea concerning you, and none of our people who have come from there has reported or said anything bad about you. But we want to hear what your views are, for we know that people everywhere are talking against this sect. They arranged to meet Paul on a certain day and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. He witnessed to them from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God and from the law of Moses and from the prophets he tried to persuade them about Jesus. Some were convinced by what he had said, but others would not believe. They disagreed among themselves and began to leave after Paul had made this final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your ancestors when he said through Isaiah the prophet, Go to this people and say, You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Thanks for reading, Jonathan, and for leading us this morning. Uh, if you missed uh, my introduction before, my name's Carl. I'm the senior pastor here, and I'll be taking us through this uh, little passage today. But I want to begin by asking you a question. If you could do anything for the city of Adelaide, if you had the power to do anything for this city, what what would it be? Maybe you'd you'd modify the O-Bahn so that cars can drive along it properly. Maybe that's what you'd do for the city of Adelaide. Or maybe you'd fix up the torrents, clean it up. Maybe you'd add a third ball to the mall's balls. I I don't know, what is it? What would you do for the city of Adelaide if you had the power to do so? Well, what is it that you want for this city? What is it that you want for Unley? We've been asking three questions over the last three weeks, and today we're going to be looking at this question. What do we want for the city of Adelaide? It's nearly the end of the year as well, isn't it? Um, The Christmas decorations have gone up this week. Uh, I think it's it's a good thing when we get the Christmas decorations up without one of the staff team falling off the ladder. Well done to Hendre and Jack and Lou for helping get the Christmas decorations up this week with no broken legs or broken arms. But given it's the end of the year, we are starting to think about next year, aren't we? And we've been asking these three questions. What do we want for God? 
Three weeks ago, we looked at this question and I said to you, we want to magnify God. We want to be a church that sees God for who he is. Remember, I talked about that train far off in the distance. And I want us to see what that train was actually like, traveling at hundreds of kilometers per hour, roaring past the station. We want to be a church that sees Jesus for who he is, dazzlingly bright, glorified, powerful, faithful and just. That was the first question that we looked at. What do we want for God? The second question we looked at last week was, what do we want for ourselves? What do we want for us here at Trinity Church only? And you might remember uh, Jack helping us to see that we wanted to stay the course, to, to not drift away from Jesus, to keep growing, to be more like him. And Jack helped us see that by taking us through a couple of passages in the letter to the Hebrews. What was the solution? You might remember Jack and his story about being in the boat with the water spraying over him. And he he kind of reminded us that an anchor is the thing that stops a boat from drifting. In Hebrews, we saw that meeting together with other Christians is a way in which we can stop drifting away from Jesus. And last week, Jack kind of had a big announcement for us as well. I had an announcement today about Bonnie joining us next year. Last week, Jack shared a little bit with us about a new gathering next year called Trinity, sorry, called Unley Evenings. We've got a slide on this up on the screen behind me. Now, you might have missed it. Now, this is a new ministry that we're launching next year. Jack is, is heading up this ministry, but I hope it's something that we can all pitch in together with. A new ministry designed specifically for Uh, Young adults meeting here in this room on Sunday afternoons, gathering around the Bible together. Now, why would we do that? Well, it's so we won't drift away from Jesus. So our young adults won't drift away from Jesus. Now, Jack's a pretty humble guy. He didn't talk this up a lot last week, but this is something that Jack's been working on for many months now with the leadership and with the rest of the staff team. He spent time researching the sort of things that young adults like to join in on. And he's got a good team together. I think this is going to be a wonderful ministry for us. So if you know young adults, or if you know people who are going to university next year particularly, I'd love you to put them into contact with Jack. And for the rest of us who unfortunately may not be in that category of being a young adult anymore, I'd love you to just be praying for our young adults and praying for Jack and his team as we try and set up this new ministry. You know, I've been thinking of church recently a little bit like a water pipe. Strange way to think about it in one sense. But I've been thinking about a pipe that will carry our young people from the time they're born all the way through to when they're well and truly grown up. And in 2018, we started this church here at Trinity Church only with a creche program and a program for our primary school age kids. We really only had two bits of pipe. It was a pretty short pipe at that stage. Our creche program and our artist fixes program. In 2019, we added Radiate, which is a program for our upper primary school kids that meet uh, here on Friday nights. Gingerbread coming up is a part of that Radiate program. In 2020, we added uh, our youth programs for our high schoolers, TCU Youth. And next year, we're adding the last section of pipe, so to speak, for our young adults. And it'll mean that we have programs right from the time the kids are born all the way through to when they're essentially grown as adults. You know, we can put the bits of pipe together and form a a pathway or a pipeline for our kids to go through. But here's the challenge for you. You know, our job, I think, as staff and leadership team is to kind of put that bit of pipe together. A bit of a strange thing to say, really, but 
But what I'm hoping for you is that you'll help us to fill that pipe, that you'll help us to encourage the young people in your household and the young people who you know to kind of enter into that pipeline, to prioritise these ministries and to join in on them. Okay, so that was question two. Uh, What do we want for us? We want to keep meeting together so that we won't drift away, so that we'll grow to be more like Jesus. We talked about how we do that with our young adults. And my encouragement is to give only evenings a go. Today we're on to our third question. What do we want for Adelaide or what do we want for Unley? What do we want for those around us in our community? And here's the answer. If you've had a a rough night last night, maybe you got up early to watch the soccer and you're going to drift off. Here's the answer in a snapshot. In 2023 and beyond, I'm praying that we'll be a church that's seeking to help others get to know Jesus. I want the city of Adelaide to know Jesus. And so what's our part in that? What's our part that we play in that as a church? Well, I'd love us to be like the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts, that we continually be proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. And that we do that with boldness and and without hindrance. We see Paul doing just that in the, in the last bit of the book of Acts. Now, it's been a while since we've looked at Acts as a church. Uh, so let me just remind you kind of where Acts fits in the, in the picture of the Bible overall. We have four gospel accounts in the Bible. They are four stories of the life and times of Jesus. The gospels tell the story up to, essentially, the resurrection of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then Acts picks up the story where the gospels leave off. Acts is written by Luke, one of the gospel authors, and his intention is to show how the message of Jesus, how the good news of Jesus, goes from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria, right to the ends of the earth. If you've got a Bible, open it, would you please, to Acts chapter 1, and we see this this statement right at the start of Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 is the kind of overarching objective of this book. I think I've got it on the screen behind me as well. Now, this is Jesus speaking here at the start of Acts chapter, chapter 1, verse 8. And Jesus says this to his apostles. You could describe Acts as also Acts of the Apostles. This is Jesus speaking to the apostles. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The summary statement of the book of Acts. This is a story then about how the apostles will take the message of Jesus from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. Right, now having had a look at chapter 1, let's go to the very end of the book of Acts now, to Acts chapter 28, right to the very start, uh, from the very start right to the very end. We're no longer in Jerusalem, we're now in Rome. And at this time in the world, uh, Rome is like the, the capital of the world, Now, there was a saying, all roads lead to Rome. You might have heard of of that saying before. Well, Paul now, the Apostle Paul, is in Rome. He is essentially at the ends of the earth. For a Jewish person, Rome was about the ends of the earth. And in verse 17 of chapter 28, we learn that Paul, who's in lockdown, he's in house arrest in his house, calls together the Jewish leaders of the day. Three days after arriving in Rome, he calls together these Jewish leaders. Now, it's been Paul's practice, wherever he arrives in a new place, to go to the Jews first, and this time being in lockdown, he calls the Jewish leaders to his house to come to him. After a bit of toing and froing, in verse 23, we learn that a large number of people join him at his house where he's been held as a prisoner. 
And look what he does, second part of verse 23. This is what he does with the Jewish leaders. He witnessed to them from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God and from the law of Moses and from the prophets, he tried to persuade them about Jesus. What does Paul do when he gathers all of these people together into his home, into this prison place? He witnesses to them. And it sounds a bit like hard work to me as well, doesn't it? He witnesses from morning till evening. I don't know if they took a lunch break, he doesn't say, but it sounds full on. He's persuading them about Jesus and he's using things that they're familiar with. He's using the law of Moses and the prophets. He's working hard, trying to find familiar ground, reasoning, arguing, persuading, witnessing to who Jesus is. Why all the effort? Why not just sit back and relax and watch the equivalent of Netflix? I mean, he's in lockdown, right? Well, he wants them to know about the kingdom of God and he wants them to know about the king of that kingdom, Jesus. He wants them to know how their scriptures, the Jewish scriptures, pointed towards Jesus. That Jesus is the long-for Messiah. And keep reading on with me. What is the result of Paul's hard work? What, What is the outcome of his witnessing from morning till evening. It's there in verse 24. Have a look with it, me. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. I wonder if that sounds a bit familiar for you. Persuading, witnessing, reasoning, and yet not everyone is convinced. Maybe you've been praying for a friend, and at each and every opportunity you you speak of Jesus in, a, in an appropriate, winsome way. You speak of Jesus' power and his kingship and, and our need for them. And yet your friend's just not convinced. Maybe it's not a friend that you've got in your mind here. Maybe it's actually a family member, a child or, or a spouse. That The rejection's hard, isn't it? You might even find it heartbreaking at the moment. I, I want to encourage you Please keep praying for that person. Let me urge you to keep praying for them. And if that's your experience today and you want someone else to pray with you in that, you might like to make a note on the leaflet this morning. There's a tear-off slip on that leaflet. If you'd like the staff team to be joining with you this week in praying for that person, just put a note on the, everything, on, the, on the response slip and stick it in the everything box. And this Tuesday when we get together as a staff team, we'll pray for that person as well. But here's the encouragement, if there is any to be had in that situation where you're working hard and not being met with a positive response. That was also the Apostle Paul's experience. Some believed and were not convinced. I I desperately want us to be a church on mission next year, speaking to those who don't yet know about the kingdom of God, telling them about Jesus and about who he's like. But here's the reality check, even for the Apostle Paul... His experience was that only some believed. Now, why is that? Why is it that only some believe? Well, remember here that Paul's speaking to Jewish leaders. It's thought that at this time there might have been up to 50,000 Jews living in Rome. And speaking to those Jewish leaders, Paul quotes from Isaiah 6. It's written here in Acts in verses 26 to 27. This is what it says. This is Paul quoting Isaiah. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your ancestors when he said through Isaiah the prophet, Go to this people and say, You will be ever hearing but never understanding. 
you'll be ever seeing but never perceiving for this people's heart has become calloused they hardly hear with their ears and they've closed their eyes otherwise they might see with their eyes hear with their ears understand with their hearts and turn and i would heal them why is it that some aren't convinced by the truth that paul's preaching well paul uses isaiah here to show us is because some people have calloused hearts. Because some are not open to considering the truth, not willing to see new ideas or to consider these ideas on their merit alone. They've got, what he says, calloused hearts. When you think of the idea of a calloused heart, what, what comes to mind for you? Have you ever had calluses? Or maybe you get them on your hands, and perhaps you've um, been out working in the garden with a shovel or cutting firewood with an axe or something like that, and You get calluses on your hands, don't you, from the friction of the tool in your hands. And so as I read this passage, I get in mind this idea of a group of people who have been bumping up against the truth of Jesus, and each time they bump up the truth of Jesus, and they reject it, it kind of hardens their heart. It's like a callus forming on their hands. Sad idea, isn't it, that some people just don't here in verse 28 of this passage the kind of mood changes i think let me read to you verse 28 i think it's a wonderful verse here's what it says therefore i want you to know that god's salvation has been sent to the gentiles and they will listen and they will listen so all through the book of acts paul's had this priority on view he goes first to the jews then to the gentiles So when he enters a new town, he firstly goes to the synagogue, and once he's been kicked out of that, he then finds a space where he can speak to the Gentiles, and he goes on to preach to them. And here, seeing the hard hearts of the Jewish leaders, Paul draws encouragement from the listening ears of the Gentiles. And I reckon this should be a great encouragement for us today also, because ancestrally, few of us here are Jewish. That makes us Gentiles, and Paul is saying the Gentiles will listen. And the book of Acts then closes with Paul in his home, under house arrest, but continuing to be on mission. The last two verses of the book of Acts, I think, are wonderful verses. Let me read to you verses 30 and 31. You can follow along on the screen. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Here's the encouragement for us, right? What an example for us to follow, to be proclaiming Christ to all who will listen and doing so with boldness and without hindrance. What do we want for Adelaide? What do we want for Unley in 2023? Wouldn't it be terrific if we followed Paul's example, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with boldness and without hindrance? Now, for those of you who've got a leaflet with you today and you're following along in that, that's essentially as much as I want to say about this passage this morning. We've covered the details that I think are helpful. But for the next few minutes, I just want us to think practically about how we as a church might do this in 2023. How we as a church might keep on proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want us to do this in three different spaces. Family one space, 
our community, space two, and the world is our third space. I want you to be brave just for a second or two. And I'd love you to raise your hands if you became a Christian during your time at school. Who became a Christian during their time at school? You want to raise your hands? You look around the room, lots of people became Christians during their time at school. Statistically, about 70% of people become Christians during their school time. And that means that when we talk about our family, what we do here on a Sunday morning, our kids' programs are a vital part of our mission. We have something like 30 kids in total coming here on Sunday mornings uh, at at the 9 and 11 o'clock services. And then we have maybe somewhere around 50, sometimes even 60 kids here on Friday afternoons for our Radio and TC Youth programs. Most of those kids will at some point make a decision to either take on board the faith that their parents own or walk away from Jesus, drift away from him. Our kids' programs are such an important part of our mission as a church. So I'm so grateful for our kids' leaders, for, for Peter and Lou and for Meredith and Michael and Hendre and Liam and Naomi and Jess and Peter Duffett. It's part of the reason why I'm so excited about Bonnie joining our staff team next year. These people are working in one of the most strategic mission fields that we have, helping our kids to know Jesus. So thankful for the work of Peter and Carrie LaForest and for Kim and Wayne and Tom and Emily and Jack as they help shepherd our high schoolers to know about Jesus. If you're one of those kids leaders, let me keep encouraging you to point our kids and our youth to Jesus. Keep proclaiming the kingdom of God and keep teaching them about Jesus with all boldness and without hindrance. Keep doing this work for our young people. And if you're not involved in one of those ministries directly, can I encourage you to pray for the leaders? It's hard work for them. And pray for the kids and the youth as well, that they would listen, that they'd respond to Jesus with faith. Helping our kids and our young adults to know Jesus is one of the most important things that we can do as a family. As we think about 2023, though, I also want to encourage us to keep thinking about our wider community. We've been meeting here for a church Uh, for nearly five years now and I reckon this is one of the things that you've been doing really well you've been doing really well at engaging with your friends and with the wider community so many people have come to Unley because you've invited them along I want to say a big thank you to that for that thank you for the work you've done in spring connections making connections within our community thank you for inviting people to events like our Christmas carols for nailed it to men and meet Christmas Eve services. Thank you for inviting friends to come along to special services like dedication and baptism services. Can I say well done on doing that? But I also want to encourage you not to just rest there. Let me ask you, who are you praying for at the moment? Who are you hoping will say yes when you invite them along to to carols on the lawn on Christmas Eve? We've got a terrific night plan. We've got a great band, a short gospel message. It will be a wonderful opportunity to, to bring friends and family along. Perhaps in the past 12 months or so, you've had a lot of clear no's from a person you've been praying for and inviting them to come along. It's hard when that happens, isn't it? Let me ask you then, so who's next on your list? If you've been getting no's from a particular person, who are you going to be praying for next? Who are you going to invite next year to join the events? 
You might like to write that on your contact card if you haven't already filled that card up this morning. If you want us as a staff team to be praying for someone who you'd like to invite to events next year, please feel free to drop that on the leaflet and pop that in the everything box. The staff team would love to be praying for your friends for next year. You might like to make a note on that card that you're praying for Jim across the street, for example. And on Tuesday afternoon, the staff team will pray for Jim across the street and your opportunity to introduce Jesus to, uh, him to Jesus. You know, I think the very best way for us to reach our community is through each of us making and developing the connections that we already have. There might be connections you have through a sporting team, through work, through school. They are the best way for us to reach our community. This morning we've covered our family. We've talked a little bit about how we might reach our community. That's through the connections you have. The last area for mission that I want us to think a little bit about this morning is mission that goes to the ends of the earth, mission to the ends of the world. Now, for obvious reasons, many of us can't go to the ends of the earth, so we as a church partner with organisations like the Church Missionary Society or Mission Aviation Fellowship. These people have, or these organisations have people who do go to foreign lands and they bring with them the gospel of Jesus. I'm not going to talk about that too much this morning because I've asked Simon Jones to speak a little bit about the Church Missionary Society and Sally to update us on Mission Aviation Fellowship. They're going to do that in a few minutes' time. But what I do want to remind you is that our mission field is not just our family and not just our local community, but is the entire world as well. Today I've been encouraging you to think about what do you want for the city of Adelaide? I want Adelaide to be a place where Jesus is known. What's our part to play in that? Well, I think we can follow after Paul and proclaim the kingdom of God and teach about the Lord Jesus and do it with all boldness. In 2023, I'm looking forward to seeing us doing that within our family as we teach and minister to the young people in our church, especially to our young adults as we start only evenings. I'm looking forward to seeing God do that work in our community as you pray and bring along friends and family to different events that we run at the church. And I'm also looking forward to seeing God do that in the world as we continue to partner with organisations that go out to the very ends of the earth. And to give uh, thanks to God for his work amongst us and pray that he would keep helping us to uh, bring the good news of Jesus to others. Can you bow with me? Father, we thank you for our church. Thank you for the mission that you call us to and the part we have to play in that. Father, we want to pray that uh, this city that we live in would be a city that is captivated by Jesus. We pray that you would help us as a church to, to keep proclaiming the kingdom of God and to keep teaching about Jesus and to do that with boldness. And we pray particularly that you'd help us to do that with our young adults and with our children, that they would grow to take on a great and powerful faith in you and your son. Father, give us lots of opportunities to share the good news we have with our friends and with our family. Thank you for the connections that we have into our community. And give us boldness as we speak to those people and help us to know who we should be praying for and who we should be reaching out to. And Father, it's not just our city that we want to know, want to know Jesus, but indeed the world as a whole. And we thank you for those organisations that we partner with who have people willing to go into remote places bearing the good news of Jesus. Amen.